Hi, my beautiful people. This is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. It is Saturday, Juneteenth, and it is also Father's Day weekend. We are a day before the summer solstice, as well as days away from so many things occurring, such as the full moon happening in Capricorn, as well as Neptune and Jupiter going into retrograde. We have a lot of things that are happening astrologically, and I definitely feel um, a lot of things happening. I, I woke up this morning, and honestly, I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys because that is what we do here, okay? We are completely transparent, and we... Know that I am used as a vessel in many, many ways to bring a lot of perspective, sometimes clarity, in addition to a reminder that you do not go through these things in life and you do not experience things in life isolated, right? We're all in some way, shape or form collectively connected and I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. Today was one of those days, the day that I'm recording this, um, that I really had to practice and I instantly went into the mode of doing what I knew I needed to do for myself to put myself in alignment back in alignment with myself because I instantly woke up this morning. Actually, I felt it last night, starting last night. I began to feel a bit triggered, um, disturbed because I felt as though there were there like it often happens. Um, and now I understand why I'm feel I was feeling that way um, with Neptune going into retrograde. In Pisces, it is a lot of illusionary, a lot of false spirituality, a lot of things happening that are coming up that are being a constant reminder of the work that needs to be done and also a revaluation of the work that has been done. But regardless, it is a trigger for those who are walking in this authentic space and truthfully feel so much. Um, I felt very triggered mainly because of the commercialization of what Juneteenth has become. It bothered me. It bothered me immensely. And Almost like a mother who is having to part from her child or being. And even though I didn't birth Juneteenth, Juneteenth was, if it was up to me, it would have never have had to been a Juneteenth. But feeling so deeply connected with the root of it and feeling so deeply connected to the essence of it, I felt completely disenfranchised spiritually from what the 
day has become and is becoming. And I'm not just speaking about the celebrations every year in Texas, specifically in the urban ethnic African pan African um, communities. It has always been something we honored, not necessarily celebrated, but was a day for people to get together and educate themselves and be educated and be amongst those who are from the lineage of which we still walk on the ground of this day. It's not just throwing a party. It's not just having cookout. It is not just wearing colors of African descent. It's not just embarking in the, in the, surface feel of it. It is really being able to cultivate a combination of things, being able to really feel intertwined with what that means. And I feel as though, and I'm not just speaking about other races, I'm speaking to us as well. It is very disheartening because no matter what events, I I was bombarded with a lot of questions and people wanting to know where they can go, what, what is happening in the city where they could go and hang out. They wanted an event to go to, they wanted a shirt to buy. They wanted, and it just really annoyed me. It annoyed me that my inbox was filled with sales and from us. And it annoyed me that organizations were, now speaking about it and now saying they take a stance, but all in all, none of what they're doing is contributing to the problem nor furthering the correction of that. We are still battling legislation in our state. We are still trying to make sure they don't try to further suppress the votes. We are still trying to be seen in a space where we know we belong. Not only do we belong, we warrant And created the path of it happening, of being there. There's a constant fight. There's a constant battle. And and it feels as though this commercialization and this consumerism has once again further distracted people from what this is really about. It's almost like people from all over are now partaking in something they have no, it's almost You have no idea what it is. You don't care to educate yourself on what it is and nor are you trying to contribute to not only solidifying that day, which we've already been celebrating this day or honoring this day in the communities that understood it and mattered and know this has been a Texas thing. This has been something not Texas as far as white people and other cultures who have no clue or or could care less. This is about the culture it impacted and it affected the most. We've honored it. And now it feels like it's being ripped out of our hands and spread to the world, diluted down, whitewashed. And it triggered me. It triggered me. And reading emails from people who also felt triggered and wanted to know what I was doing to 
how was I able to 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 deal with it? What was I able? How was I able to surpass the frustration? Right. And and I have to be honest, I'm not over the frustration. It is something that is deeply penetrated in me because it is disheartening. It is something that's so sacred. And it has been reduced to a day off. For people who don't even understand the value of it, it has been diluted to a watered down way of band-aiding an issue that people fail to even acknowledge exists. So this morning I woke up extremely, extremely disturbed. I did. I turned off. I already don't have alerts on my phone for social media or anything, but I refused to go to the Internet. I refused to respond to people that continue to ask about events. And I, I literally responded to one person and said, please check your local listings, your local news, your local event, right? Your local things to gain more of an understanding and, and, and get an idea of what you can do to celebrate this day. And I think the part of that was because I'm not comfortable with the energy that is now infiltrating the space. I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. It feels very deceptive. It feels very performance. It feels very performative in a way that is really disturbing to the essence of growing for further. And it feels very toxic. It feels very inauthentic. It feels very just disturbing. Juneteenth is not just for you to have a good time. It is for you to honor the space, honoring the space, meaning contributing to the further growth of us being beyond the point of where we still have not been able to surpass. It is about allowing yourself. And I oh, and I, as I stated in the newsletter, this to say that you weren't taught in school about the history of black people or your city or your state or your is a issue that you should take up with your family, your guardians, your parentals, yourself. Because no matter who teaches you what, no matter what is not, we've always known the school system has failed people in general. We know that we've been knowing that that's nothing new. People have been homeschooling their children for decades because of that. So to say that you didn't know because the school didn't teach you is not an excuse for you to have not known something or educating yourself. We live in a time where there is enough 
there are enough pebbles being laid out for you to choose what you are wanting to gravitate to and to choose what you are wanting to expand your knowledge on. To say you didn't know when there is access to know is not an issue of a school system. It is an issue of that of which you were brought up in and an issue in which you yourself continuously evolves. It is not about blame. It is not about excuses. It is about acknowledging where you yourself have failed yourself short. And I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with the lackluster effort we put in as a culture to further our own education. Furthermore, this idea that we must be highly educated so we can belong in a space that we already belong in. But we never fully educate ourselves on our own turf. We never fully educate ourselves on our own existence. And that bothers me. We, we rush so far out to try to be everything other than the traditional outlines of our upbringings and our family. People study historians every single day in the books, but they don't know anything about their family. They don't know anything about their grandparents. They don't know anything about their history. They don't know anything about the state they live in. They don't know anything about which of where they came from. And that is an issue for me. We will take on the pride of another country. We will call ourselves African descent, but you don't know anything about the people that had direct influence in your upbringing. You don't know about your grandparents. You don't know about your great grandparents. You call on ancestors that you have never, ever, ever educated yourself on. Ancestors, not all ancestors are good. And not all ancestors are aligned with you. Everyone who passes in a spirit into another space from the physical is an ancestor. That doesn't mean that their spirit aligns with you, nor does it mean that they are for the best or betterment of you. It is about really understanding what you are partaking in and what you call a practice and what you call a belief and what you call something that you say you are. I immediately had to go into a space of prayer and asking God like, okay, listen, <laughs> I'm really triggered right now. I, I, I'm disturbed with some things and I need you to bring me back. I, I, I need you to either express and explain and give me clarity on why I'm feeling this way or allow me to release it so that I can just be okay because I'm disturbed where to the point that I did not, I cannot, I would not go out to be around anybody. First of all, I don't anyway, but I'm really not going to for this. I, I almost felt like I, I said to I said it, I said it. I said, I don't want to be a part of any of the festivities that are newly popping up for Juneteenth. I don't, I don't. Because it doesn't feel authentic. Every year we have the Jubilee Festival and ask me how many people 
were concerned prior to other than had already known about it were going. The Jubilee has been here since I know the last 20 years. We've always had Juneteenth events. Pan-African has always celebrated. There has always been a community that always pushed it forward. But how many in our own state were interested? So. And I have a problem. With people from other states and other spaces and other places wanting to Black Lives Matter this. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. And I feel like it's totally disrespectful. This is a historical thing. This is not about Black Lives Matter. This is not an opportunity to go paint streets and and and, and gain fundraising and profit off of it. It is it is a very sacred. It feels very spiritual to me. It feels very not just to me, but to the people who really understand the essence of it. It is a very spiritual thing. And to dilute it into something that is profitable is disrespectful. It is it is very disrespectful and it's a disregard for the essence and the seeds in which this has birthed. And it offends not just myself, but many people and many spirits and many people who are derived from in space where this has directly affected their lives, their family, their family tree, their family origins. This is not. This is not something. Further. To put your agenda on. And. Spread it out like the thinnest and finest of glitter. This is not what this is. This, this, this is not what this is. And that's what it feels like. The. The photo ops. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be murals going up. They're going to be new uh, people protesting and, and painting things in the name of Juneteenth. Juneteenth is not a Montana thing. Juneteenth is not a Georgia Thing. Montana is a Texas. I mean, Juneteenth is a Texas thing. And yes, it affects people overall, but it does not mark the end of slavery for the world. It marks when Texans that were brought here as sharecroppers, their children, their grandchildren, their ancestry were advised. That they were free. And not only were they free, they had been free. Understand that while there was slavery all through the South. Other parts of the South. Were declared free before Texans. That is why Juneteenth is a special significant day for Texas, because we still live under the ramifications of not having full freedom to this day. So while, yes, we it is appreciated that the world now sees that and understands that that is something that occurred in history, it is still something that much of Texas is still dealing with today. A lot of the land that we own 
A lot of the, the land that we stand on and that we have built buildings on and we have gentrified a lot of the areas that we neglect and call the hood and disregard and we expand and push out all the money from there and put into other suburbs. This was land. This was space that was previously occupied by people who were sharecroppers, people who picked cotton. My grandparents. These spaces housed trees that were lynching people, hanging people on trees that now buildings stand. This, it feels like a disturbance of spirit right now and, and, it, and it bothers me. And so this morning I woke up disturbed, very disturbed. And so to everyone who emailed me and was, you know, telling me their frustrations, I did not respond to you guys because I knew I was going to have to do this episode and I needed to get myself in a space where I could bring myself down and I could I could kind of will myself back in so that I could be used as the vessel that I am because I understand but we all can't be in that space. I, I have to be I'm used in a sense of where I have to be able to lead us out of this space. And how do we do that? Well, how we do that is we understand that the essence of what matters the most lies at the root. And we cannot change the world. We cannot. We have to unhook ourselves from the subconscious codependent nature of wanting others to see the value in appreciate and join forces with in a way that aligns with where we feel things should be and how things should go. So detaching ourselves from the physicality of whatever that is, detaching ourselves mentally from whatever we feel does not fully connect with our spirit. That is where your answers lie. If you feel led to support certain things and you feel led to, to support certain uh, spaces, then follow your spirit. But make sure you're following your spirit and not trends. Make sure that you're following your spirit and not what's popular. Make sure that you're really moving in an authentic space spiritually, because wherever you sit, whatever seeds you sow, whatever soil you allow yourself to be planted in is what will grow. And you want to be very careful that you're not placing yourself in soil. That is cultivating a space of repetition and further defeat and further generational curses. You want to be very clear. Um, I've been very specific in what I and God has been dealing with me a lot because even with a nonprofit and even with being someone who is very creative and who has made a lot of gains and 
knows that there's so much wealth in what I'm capable, what I do and, and my capabilities. But I have been very, very, very stern in certain aspects. I will never prostitute my spirit, my gifts, my beliefs or my morals for trends, for popularity or or to belong. I will never do that. And the reason I will never do that is because I understand the power in the gift and the space that God has put me in. And I understand the fertilizer that I add to any soil I touch. So I cannot allow myself to go along to get along with anything, no matter what it's wrapped up in package wise, because I have to be accountable for everything that follows. And if I cannot say it with my whole chest, if I cannot believe in it at all cost, if I cannot stand for it in the midst of everything that comes with it, I will not do it. Period. And a lot of people are conflicted with that within themselves because people are wanting to be a part of everything that's happening because they feel like I haven't been able to do it. But what people don't understand is there's a lot of things happening and there are a lot of seeds that are being sown and there are a lot of things at play that are going to absolutely rock your world. It is going to absolutely destroy a lot of things you think you're trying to build and it is going to not only affect you but everything you are attached to because that is the the point of a manifestation that is the point of um energy emotion that is what happens when there's a high climate of things occurring within our lives we are responsible for where we allow our roots to be planted and once you stand in soil that is like quicking sand, you're stuck there. And so it's very important that we stand in the space of our truth. We stand in the space of what means what to us. Honors, honoring in and honing in on our beliefs and our traditions that we want to keep sacred for ourselves and our families. I'm the matriarch of my home, the family that I'm cultivating. I honor the matriarchs of my family, the patriarchs of my family. I honor them. I'm also building that for my home, myself, individually, because every within every family, there are multiple families and they're all one big unit, but they all have their own spawn and I've decided that I don't like what I find, what I feel is sacred to be infiltrated without permission. I don't like people to to just feel like they're obligated to a certain space 
I believe in or I find sacred. I, I certain things are off limits and certain things are, are really, really important to me. And this is the, the beginning of a birthing of a new space, the birthing of a new way of living and cultivating a safe, sacred space. I don't have a sacred space in my home. My entire home is sacred. I don't have a sacred person in my life. Everyone I'm connected to is sacred. I will not share that with an undeserving soul. No matter what package you come in, you're not welcomed. And that is the aura that we have to build. A lot of people love to call themselves queens and, and goddesses and all these things. But no, 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 no. That, 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 that said too much. That said too watery. It, it's no substance to that because a true queen and a true empress and a true matriarch and patriarch of their home. There's an aura to that. There's an aura to that. There's a conviction with that. There is a space you are in that you cultivate a sacredness to that. It is not given to everyone who thinks they deserve one because not everyone deserves that. It is. A, it, it's about the roots. It's about the, the soil. It's about the fertilization. It's about what you're implanting. It's about the cultural influence that you have in your space. It is about the authority that you stand in it is about the beliefs that you hold and pass on. It is about the way that you stand, the way that you talk, the way that you carry yourself, the way you present yourself, the way that you infiltrate certain spaces. No matter what's happening around you, there is an aura that follows you. And any space you step in, you change the aura around you. That is power. That's queendom. That's kingdom. That is who you are. Not everyone is that. And not everyone is able to rise to that, no matter how much of a birthright you think it is. A queen takes care of her mind. A king takes care of his mind. We take care of our spirit. You take care of your soul. You take care of your life. You take care of your home. You take care of the people you're connected to. You take care of the roots. You understand what stimulation does and what sterilization does. You understand what it means to have life around you constantly growing. You take pride in what you put in your body, who you put in your body. You take pride in how you open your mouth and what you allow to come out of your mouth and what you allow yourself to speak on and how you spend your money. You are prideful in what you wear all the way down to the jewels you buy all the way down. To the colors you wear. A queen and a king, they stand out. An empress stands out. They don't look the same. Even if they have on similar attire, they don't look the same. Their, their spirits are different. Their, their mouth, the way they carry themselves, their eyes are different. They, they're different. And you'll never find a bunch of queens and a bunch of empresses all in one space. That's just not how it is. And that's not saying that they're not connected to that. They may be connected to other queens and other empresses, but trust me. They're, they're very clear on what they rule. They're very clear on where they stand and they're very clear on their divine order. And they are not trying to infiltrate a space that is not assigned to them. 
This comes with a self-awareness, but this also comes with the ability to acknowledge and know your history. This this comes with the ability to really choose what you partake in when it comes to historical presidents. This is about choosing what really matters to you and what does not. Coming into Cancerian season, it feels very, 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 very much like the redirecting and reshifting of what we define as a nuclear family, what we define as a nuclear life, what we define as value. All the way down to what you cook, what you eat, who you share a table with. Historically, eating together as a family wasn't just about people having the same food. It's about union. It's a communion. It's, it's something you value. You set the table. You set the space. You set the intention when you cook, who you invite. Everything is sacred. When you are operating in that aura. This isn't about just wearing a head wrap. This isn't about wearing a crown. This isn't about dressing in royal clothing. This isn't about using royal colors as a way to define your divinity. This is about being everything you're wishing you are. This is a space of arrival. And the disturbance that I felt is almost like the veils have been massively lifted quickly with a rush of energy coming through that is forcing souls like mine out of the way so that we can see things from afar so that we can feel our way through without being caught up in the ruckus of everything. We have to keep our spirits pure. We have to keep our minds pure. We have to keep our souls in a space of purity because it is needed for what is about to happen, what is about to come. People are clinging to what has been. They want to continue to live a life that has always been. But I am here to tell you guys that Throughout cancer and season, all the way up until the fall, nothing is going to be the same. Mm -mm. Because it can't afford to be. Everything has changed. And people are still choosing to live in an alternate life that isn't existing anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. And for those of us who have awakened to that space and we're preparing ourselves for that space and we understand what is happening in the spiritual realm, we're able to not only do the work in a spiritual realm, but we're preparing our physical for it. Meaning we're preparing our homes. We're preparing our lives. We're preparing ourselves with financial stability. We're preparing ourselves with our health. We're preparing ourselves because we know that that is the power in our armor. Our temples, we have to be ready. We have to be prepared. We have to be fit for what is going to present itself. 
because if not, we will become a part of the flock that is being dismantled, that is being destroyed, that is being shifted, that is being uprooted. So we have to make sure our foundations are strong. Our beliefs are strong and they are based on our truths, our facts, our realizations, not what the world says we all should believe in and not going along to get along just because it's cool. Ain't nothing cool if it ain't right with your spirit. Ain't nothing cool if it doesn't really fit your soil. So you have to be mindful and you have to be careful. So a lot of what I feel is I felt a, a heart triggering, a real heart triveling where I had to really will myself in. I had to do some praying. I had to do some, you know, talking to God for real. Like, listen, I, I'm not okay. I'm irritated. I'm I'm really irritated. I'm feeling an animal planet ain't doing it for me today. I need you to, I need you here. I need to, I need to feel because right now I'm feeling a shift and I'm very, very highly, highly triggered and the stimulation is making me boil. And sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves about that. Sometimes we have to be clear with what that means for us, because if we are not, we find ourselves in this space that further prevents us from evolving. It further prevents us from being honest with ourselves. And it will allow us to be in this space where we are not able to be our truth. We're not able to stand in our truth. We're not able to share our truth and we're not able to have more truth people around us. It is. It, it will feel isolating to some because you're not accustomed to it. And it's OK. It is OK. Being isolated is is protection for you. And you have to stop thinking about you are missing out on something because you're not missing out on anything. If you're never meant to be there, you are only put in a space you should be assigned to. That is the that is the goal. That is what you should be aware of. If I'm not assigned there, I don't want to be there. If if I'm not supposed to be there, I don't want to be there. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what no one says. I don't care what anyone feels. I don't want to be anywhere that I am not supposed to be. I don't. And I'm not going to pretend I do. And I'm not going to choose to be. And I'm not going to act like it doesn't matter. If I'm not supposed to be in a space, if my spirit is alerting me, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. We're going into a season that is all about the nuclear of a family. It's about bringing the family together. It's about being honest with what you need, what you want and what you bring and what you're cultivating. You you can't invite a person in your space, in a relationship, as a partner, in a marriage, in a home. Where the foundation is not solid, steady and built on truth. You can't. Because you are now going to be the reason the roots of someone else's implantation or their tree are destroyed because you and your soil is not together. It's not right and it's not pure. You can't continue to birth children and bring people into the world and you don't have a plan as far as the fertilizers, 
fertilization goes. What are you going to teach them? What are you going to show them? What are you going to give them when they come into the home? What does it feel like? What are you feeding them mentally, emotionally, spiritually? This is redefining your traditions, re-understanding why the traditions are important, not trying to discard everything that meant something to the lineage before you. This is about knowing how to advance it, not discard it and, and remove it and start over. It's not that's not what it is. And cancer in season is going to be very difficult for a lot of people because a lot of people don't want to do that kind of work. They don't they, they just want to look spiritual. They, they just want to look like they got the look that makes them look like they really pro healing and pro recovery and pro life and pro love and pro family and pro black. But the truth of the matter is, is the core of you, the essence of you, the fertilization that you bring is the opposite. It's about identifying what is needing to be done in the space you plant your tree. And this is going to take a lot of inner understanding, a lot of clarity, a lot of choosing to really just be honest with yourself and choosing a path that really aligns with where you are, understanding what you need to do to move forward. Really allowing yourself to build based on what you know to be the truth for you. There's something that you are needing to do. There's somewhere you're needing to be. There is a space you're needing to frequent. And there is going to be an, a, a time where it just feels like it just I, I don't know what to do when I get there. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what I'm going to do and why and what I'm going to tell people when I go. It doesn't matter. When your soul is calling for you to be somewhere. Your only obligation is to go because when you're assigned somewhere what you need is with you period so for everyone who is feeling like there's just so much happening and there's so many things that are occurring and there's so many feelings that I'm having and I feel this shift and I feel this transition. I just don't know what I need to do. I don't know what I should be participating in. I don't know, you know, who I should be talking to or where I should be going or what I should. You need to go within. I need you to pause, pull yourself back to you. Pull yourself back in and away from everything, because it's the only way that you will allow the stimulation to die down. And when you do that. And you allow yourself to have the space you need to feel it, to process it, to purge it, to release whatever is needing to be released and to calm your spirit down to a frequency you can handle, a frequency that is your own and not someone else's and not something else's and not the stimulation of everything that's happening around us. Then you will be able to really see and direct your path accordingly. But once you see that and once you know that, what you do with what you see and what you know is on you. And you then become responsible for not following through. 
So be very careful of what you ask for clarity wise. Be very careful for what you show up for, because you will then be responsible for what happens next and what occurs next and who you allow in next. Be careful. Be very careful. A lot of you have a vision. A lot of you have a knowing. A lot of you have a self-awareness that you just do not listen to. And that is why so many are in this space of confusion, constant chaos, constant distractions, easily, easily removed from your focus. Unsure. Unclear. Unstable. And as many folks say, unbothered, but you really are bothered. You're bothered in your spirit. So there's an opportunity here for you to, of course, shift the dynamics. And like I said, with me, even though I have been extremely triggered by the things that have been happening with the Juneteenth, it is deeper than that. It is deeper than that for me. And I know what I I'm telling you what you what will help you because I had to do it for me. I had to will myself in. I had to bring perspective. I had to take action to bring myself back in a space so that I can process going forward and I can engage or disengage and go forward. That's how I am able to share with you what I know is needing to be done because of the work that I'm assigned to do for myself and for those that are connected to me. That is a part of standing in your power. That is a part of really acting as the queen or king you claim to be. That is the part you take authority in a way that you need to when something comes up that puts that of which your foundation stands on in jeopardy. It is not about trying to change the minds, the hearts and the intentions of others. It is about disassociating and knowing how to rebuke and rebel when necessary against anything that infiltrates a space in the way that you desire it not to. That is a that is an inner knowing. That is a, a, a something that you do for yourself, for your home, for your roots. That is a you job. And that's the power. That's the power in knowing thyself and respecting thyself and honoring thyself and choosing thyself. Period. Okay. So. I want you guys to have a beautiful weekend. Do whatever it is you do. Keep yourself safe. Look after your people. Look after yourself. Love on yourself. It's Father's Day weekend. I will be doing an episode for my fathers, my men, my dads. I love you guys. You know I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you so deep. Um, but this was something that I needed to, to get out for. Feels like, I guess, a lot of people because I, I was getting the emails as well as what I felt for myself. So I want you guys um to know you're not alone. We just have to know how to will it back in. And that's why I'm here as a vessel to assist you in that. Okay. So I love you guys. I love your freaking souls. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for your, uh, the constant prayers, the constant thoughts, the constant ways you fuel and pour into me. 
because I honor and value you guys beyond anything you could ever do for me. I understand my assignment and I trust in that path and going on two and a half years, almost three years. Here we are. And I'm living proof that being obedient to where God leads you always, always pays for itself, period, in a multitude of ways. We're blessed. We're here. We are one. I love you guys until our next daily dose of energy. Bye.